Hachu writes the most beautiful, I don't know what you call it, but it's beautiful. Not poetry. I mean, you'd never know it to hear the way she talks sometimes. But then there are times she can't talk at all. When we were in school, Kachu used to sneak into my room late at night. She'd smell of liquor, and her body was all beat up. She wouldn't say a word. I'd just hold her until she stopped shaking. When she slept, her frown disappeared. I always wished I could talk to her at that moment, because I think she would have told me what she was going through. And what she sees when she looks like this. I don't think it's ever possible to know exactly what somebody else is going through. When I first met Kachu, her eyes didn't look like this. So tired. So sad. She acts so tough all the time. And she is. I don't know anybody with her willpower. Which is scary because to me, that just goes to show you how much she has to use it. You know, the strongest part is the most active part. I guess I think, you know, who am I to judge? I know I'm all screwed up. Everybody's screwed up. But maybe that's why I love Kachu so much. She keeps trying, you know? A lot of people just give up or go with the flow. Kachu? She keeps trying. I don't know. I give up. <laughs> Kachu! Well, look at me. Is there anything I haven't screwed up? I'm an alcoholic painter with no job. Recovering alcoholic? No money. Switzerland. No friends. You have me? Besides you. David? No friends. No cat. Hold it. What is the deal with David, huh? You guys had a fight, right? What was that all about? I was defending your honor. I'm serious. We both wanted to see other women. Catch you! All right. All right. I kicked him out. Kicked him out? Broke it off. Something. <sighs> Whatever. Why? Because I realized we were never really friends to begin with. That's why. Because the last thing I want is for some guy to come along and try to worm his way into my life. I told him that the day I met him, but he just kept coming around, reading that asinine poetry of his. Oh, God forbid some nice guy wants to be with you. That's not what I mean. Did you know he was a Christian? No. I didn't either, until yesterday. Makes sense though, doesn't it? When you think about it. What do you mean? I mean, the way he acts. He's just so... decent. Don't you think that's the kind of thing friends should tell each other? He told you. Finally! A whole year later! You don't like Christians? My family's Methodist. Well, except for Uncle Maury, but that's a long story. No, I don't care. The point is he didn't think enough to tell me. Oh. Besides, he was really starting to creep me out. He knew all these weird little things about me. Private things. But I didn't know anything about him. He never told me anything. Maybe he was just more interested in you than him. 
I wish I could find a guy like that. You don't understand. Kachu, I'm sorry, but so far you've just described a guy half the women in America are looking for. They can have him. I'll take him. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I think he's cute. Of course, I'd have to make some changes. Get him out of those 60s John Lennon look, more into an Eddie Bauer thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you know, just clean his act up a little bit. And he'll tell me everything, by God, or I'll make his life a living hell. I don't care how hard it is to talk about it. Talk about what? Oh, you know. Obviously, he had a traumatic childhood. He has all the signs. I wouldn't be surprised if he was an abused child. But hey, you already know that, don't you? I mean, you were the one he was trying to open up to, for crying out loud. You know how deep some things are, and it's just impossible to get them out? It all gets jumbled up inside. Love, hate, nightmares, dreams. Then you meet somebody you think will understand, but you don't know what to say. Then you're afraid. Oh, God. I thought you saw that. No. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But that's what it looks like to me. I think you probably have more in common with David than you think. I have to find him. Just call him. I doubt he's out on a date. No, he's gone. Moved out. Disappeared. I've been looking everywhere for him. No, Kachu. I only know one more place to look. It's a matter of convenience, Darcy. Times are changing. You know that the fat days of campaign control are over. Everybody and their mother's watching it. I'm not pulling out of Washington, Sal. I've spent too long setting everything up. Give me a couple of months. Let me see what I can get on Henneman. I'll be honest with you, Darcy. You're making us nervous. The whole Chalmers thing was embarrassing. I covered for you once, but now you got this Hinneman thing going? Everybody's holding their breath, and you pull your duck out? Something important came up. I needed her elsewhere. You got something more important than run the country? It's only temporary. I'll pull her back in. She works fast. I thought the whole idea of them people was to blend in from the fringe so the target never sees it coming. You yank her in and out of these setups, and somebody's going to make the connection. Are you telling me how to run my business, Sal? I'm telling you to be careful, Darcy. That's all. Be careful. You're already under federal investigation. You got everything on the line. Don't screw up company business with personal problems. I gotta go back and tell him you know what you're doing. That you didn't pull your duck out. She just went on a business trip. A very short business trip. I have to tell them that, Darcy. Otherwise, you got no future. Sal, we've known each other for a long time. That's why I'm here. But you screw up in Washington, and there's nowhere you can hide. 
Do we understand each other? What's your name? Cindy, sir. Don't you have an American car, Cindy? No, sir. Eh, that's a trouble with America today. We keep giving our money to the Europeans. Yes, sir. There's nothing wrong with Lincoln. No, sir. Kim. Kim. Get Veronica on the phone. Yes, ma'am. It will take a minute to bounce the call. I'll wait. Oh, and Kim? Yes, Mrs. Parker? Next time, pick him up in a Lincoln. A red one. With white walls. Yes, ma'am. You've been listening to Episode 2 of Strangers in Paradise, Book 5, Immortal Enemies by Terry Moore, adapted by Thomas DJ, produced by Thomas DJ and Chris Honeywell, sound designed by Chris Honeywell, music provided by Jim Moon and the Eldritch Light Orchestra, and Shane Ivers. Nicole Tomty was Francine, Vanessa Van Zare was Kachu, Anna Crawford was Darcy, James Hickson was Sal, Casey Boudinot was Kim, and Kira Hendricks was Cindy. This is a fan work produced with the cooperation of Mr. Moore, done solely out of love for the property. We have no claim to the rights or characters. Please read the original series and other works by Mr. Moore, available through abstractstudiocomics.com. Please contact us at 8twinfo at gmail.com and join the conversation in the 8TW Discord. You can find the invite at 8TW.blogspot.com. Thank you for listening, and good night.